I said yesterday, it's not just a millionaire's race, is it? Uh, a, a, a race for the wealthy, not. I'm talking about the $20 million Everest run a couple of weeks away, October 14 at Randwick. So I told some of the stories yesterday, you know, Private Eye, for example, 62,500. Think about it. 70,000. Marzu was 180. Giga Kick didn't go through a sale. His sire was banished off to Tunisia. Scissor Kick. I wish I win. They thought would never get to a sale because his leg was turned out badly uh, as a young horse. I think Buana Snotches will get in, but he cost 40,000. But we're going to talk about Overpass. He wasn't expensive. Scott Darby is with us. How are you, Scott? Oh, very well. Thank you, Steve. 75,000. Yeah, bargain price it, and even more of a bargain being at uh, English Easter sale where they're known to be paying uh, top dollar there. Do you remember the time when you uh, the hammer came down? Can you take us through that when you purchased the team, bought this horse by Vancouver Overpass? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we really liked the horse, a real athletic style of horse, but uh, the stallion Vancouver was quite off at the time. And um, it's actually quite a funny story because uh, Mark Newnham trained a couple of the, the half-siblings and we grabbed Mark and said, look, you know, we bought this horse, would you like to train it? And he kind of wasn't overly interested, not not about their horse itself, but he said, look, I haven't had much luck with the, the, the siblings. So we uh, ended up giving it to Bjorn because he absolutely loved the horse. So there you go. Uh, we're, we can all get it wrong in the game, but um, I, I would say that was the main reason he was so cheap because he's a lovely style of horse. Um, just the the stallion and, and then the half-siblings weren't really doing the job at the time. And he showed ability as a youngster. He ran second to Glen Eagles on debut at Hawkesbury. I know they had a wrap on that horse. And his next start was at Orange in a race called the Silver Apple, and he won that. What's interesting, the second horse, American President, it won $181,000, and your horse, $4.1 million, ran second to him that day. Yeah, it was a bit of a slow burn, actually. We, we, before that Orange race... Uh, Bjorn rang our team and said, look, I'm probably going to go to the paddock. He's not really showing a lot at the moment. And there was actually our team that just sort of said, look, why don't you just give him a trial and, you know, just show the owners where he's at. And he did that and trialled okay. And again, he rang and he said, look, I think that'll do him. You know, he's, everything's right with him, but I think he just needs time. And he said, oh, well, look, why don't you just find an easy race for him? You know, the owners are keen to get to the races. And off he went to Orange and won. And, you know, he went right through. Uh, up into Brisbane, that uh, that preparation. So a little bit of a slow burn that wasn't showing the trainer too much early on. His first feature came in the expressway, didn't it? Uh, January 2022, last year. Yeah, and even that was a little bit unconventional. Um, Bjorn was trialling him on the Tuesday. Um, he he threw a nom in and, and told me, oh, look, you know, we'll just throw a nom in and see what it's like. He's trialling tomorrow and we'll see how we go. Next minute we're in the race and next minute we're winning the race. So... Bjorn can be like that. He loves to sort of go left or right at stages, and he certainly worked that race out. That you know, if you could get to the front, you had horses coming back for you know um, better targets than that race. So he got them on, got got them on the hop, and off we went. He's only had a handful of starts this year, but they've all been terrific. He won the Quaker in WA, and we know the format of that. He beat Amelia's Jewel narrowly. Bella Nepotina was third. It's run well just the other day. Of course, Asfura was in that race, won recently. Uncommon James, we're excited about seeing him run next week at Mooney Valley. And then he was terrific in the 10,000, wasn't he, behind Giga Kick? And he was leading off the fence there for the first half of the race, which is normally an ugly spot to be. But, gee, he was brave. Yeah, look, and we had, uh, I think it was David Van Dyke's horse, really sort of putting the pressure on us on the outside, if you remember. And 
I actually thought he'd he'd really struggle down the straight. They'd gone pretty hard, and he kicked away. And at one point, uh, it looked like we were going to get away with the win. But um, huge effort, and I think that had been the culmination of in the in the previous sort of twelve to eighteen months, really working the horse out. That he's a dead set sprinter. Um, he loves a firm track, even though he goes on the soft and kept fresh. That's that's the key. And when you look at the Everest at the moment, a lot of these favourites or the horses in it so far are sit horses. They sit off the speed. Yeah, and um, look, Ramwick, although um, we had a firm track there last week for the shorts, it wasn't overly playing to leaders. They were coming from everywhere on the track because of the rail being out seven metres. But uh, if you get a really dry Ramwick track, rail in the true with that, with the, with the breeze or wind coming up the straight um, behind you, it's dynamite leaders track. And if we get one of those tracks, it'll be very, very hard to run down because there isn't a great deal of pace in the race thus far. Now, Leona got beaten narrowly last week behind Private Eye, who was a $5 chance there in the shorts. What's the process now as we head towards the big one on October 14? What, what are you going to do with the horse overpass? So he'll go straight to the Everest now and probably have a little trial in between. We've just worked out his first two runs of each preparation are his absolute best. Keep him fresh. Um, looks like we'll get the dry track and hopefully draw well. He's got the Australian Turf Club slot. Tell us about this. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm honoured to be able to represent the ATC. And it was, a, it, it was an idea that came from Ram Racing probably about eight or nine weeks ago. They rang and said, look, we want to you know, get involved with the Everest this time. with such a thrill in the quokka. Um, We're looking to get a slot. Would you guys be interested in... Um, coming in either as slot holders or we really want overpass. And that's where it started from. And um, it took quite some time to negotiate, I think, for the crew to be involved with ATC. But the boys over there, the Ram Racing crew, they are just so passionate about this horse. I I think they believe in this horse more than than anyone else just because they've had that great result. Um, If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have been in the quokka. They really pushed hard. And to see the band put back together again for this race. It's a big story and it's going to be a really uh, good time for the owners and Ram Racing and ATC. So how many individual people, I wonder, have got an interest in this horse when he steps out for the big one? Well, I think uh, half of WA will be involved. Um, I know they're bringing a big team over the Ram Racing, probably up to 50 people. There's, uh, I think there's about 22 owners in Overpass. So he's going to be a, certainly a well-watched horse and... The boys from Ram, they certainly know how to party, so look out if the horse actually wins the race. And, Scott, is there a bit of wheeling and dealing and multiple phone calls back and forwards with the ATC? It was a fairly simple process. Oh, no, look, it was a long, arduous process. Was it? Um, I mean, ATC had certainly plenty of options. Um, they've got a board to go through. Um, negotiations stalled at one point. Um, it, it was long and stressful, and I think... Uh, the end result is well worth it, but uh, it's, it's, some of these aren't easy to go through, that's for sure. Mm. So when did the wheels start to turn, the, the, the talk start, re and ever a slot with the ATC? Uh, I think once the Ram fellows got in touch with myself and Bjorn, um, they were looking to buy a slot or buy into a slot. So it was directed that way that the ATC previously have sold the slot. So we first had to all join together on a conference call and sort of talk through the idea and it sort of started from there probably yeah probably a good eight nine ten weeks ago 
Oh, well, that's overpass. Good luck with him running in the Tab Everest in a few weeks' time. Look, I went back and watched Goulburn this morning. I don't think you had a great expectation at wait for age first up in the fee, and you sort of told us as much recently. But given the run that he had in a, in a fast race with, you know, uh, Deny Knowledge, Sava 2XL and Globe, he was out in a limb the whole way. I thought he actually ran quite solidly. And this is a completely different gravy here at Caulfield with Goulburn. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you can draw a line through through the last run. I think the main thing about that race, not only too short and whatnot, he, he didn't really handle the valley at all. Um, he's got a big stride on him and caught out on a limb that he, jockey sort of reported. It was just too tight for him. He'll get a, you know, obviously Caulfield's a bigger track. It's still not Flemington, but uh, the distance suit. And I actually like him drawing out where he is. He just, he'll just take his time probably to come across and lead that field and, get into a nice rhythm, and we're expecting to run a lot better this Saturday. Of course, uh, 52 in the Melbourne Cup. What path will you take with him to get there? Yeah, that's been the, the thought of much debate, um, trying to dodge all penalties and whatnot. And you, you still want to be able to try and pick up a race, but you don't want to cop a penalty for it and give away that advantage. So it goes Saturday, um, probably looking at a Caulfield Cup at this stage. Um, and, and a run in between. But I'd say Caulfield Cup, if we can get in, will be his last run before the Melbourne Cup. And obviously Jordan Childs, he would struggle to make anything like that. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. yeah look, I'll leave that to the team. But I know Regan Bayless, who's ridden in before, can get down to that weight. So he may be a possibility as well. And what else is going to carry the Derby colours? Oh, the one we're probably most excited about tomorrow is Osmosis in the Heritage Stakes. Oh, of course. Give me an uppercut yeah. for not mentioning it. <laughs> he's, um, he's potentially one of the best horses we've we've had for a long time and it's all potential and hype at the moment, so he's got to get on the track and do it, but uh, he's a really, really nice horse. Tell me a bit of his story, Osmosis, and how you found him. Look, it was at the Magic Million sale. Uh, our team was looking for you know, well-bred colts that you don't have to pay a million dollars for. Uh, we paid 250 for him. We've got a lot of owners that want to get into sort of those stallion prospects. So we've got the breeding there. Um, he was well found by our team. Lovely breeding, lovely bloodlines, uh, and a great type, but probably not your typical two-year-old type that they buy from there. He's going to need a little bit of time, but we knew he had ability from the moment he galloped and he ended up at the the first two-year-old trials at Ramwick well before his time and won there. Then just had a little bit of a setback. So that, that was probably a blessing in disguise and, uh, you know, gave him that time to continue to mature. And he's, he won those two races and had a spell and he's come back probably 40, 50 kilos heavier and certainly much more mature than what he was, particularly uh, in his temperament. He's, he's got a great temperament and we're really excited about tomorrow. Probably a little bit nervous when you got so much expectation you don't want to be disappointed yeah what was the price with him Two hundred and fifty thousand. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, both runs too. His debut at Gosford in and Randwick. He sat on the speed. One he box seated, the other one outside Lee. But they're quite dominant performances, weren't they? Is there much form to come out of any of those at this stage? Yeah. Well, the 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 horse that he beat in his second start, Royal Tribute, looks the one to beat tomorrow in the Heritage. He's it was kind of reversed when we met him at our second start. He was coming off two trials first up. He over raced in front. And we got him sort of in the last 100 metres. Tomorrow, we've got just the one trial and a couple of gallops. And Royal Tribute's got the two trials and the maiden win at Hawkesbury. So it'll be rock-hard fit. 
Um, so it'll be a great race. But that, I, I think Royal Tribute's the one to beat in that race. And do you normally give the option to the, some of the owners to put in names? How did you come up with Osmosis? Uh, Osmosis, I think they were saying was uh, the dam's name's No More Tears. And it was an Aussie Osborne song. Um, and I think Osmosis is an Aussie Osborne album. So it just had a good ring to it and it sort of stuck. I think most, most of the owners call him Aussie. And uh, it's quite catchy. It's a bloody nice no, no, I can't even do an impersonation <laughs> of it. I'd probably have to use the F word, Scott, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for joining us. Good luck with these horses over the weekend, Scott. Thanks very much, Steve. There you go. Scott Darby joining us, telling us about uh, Overpass into the tab era. So what we'll do, we'll just update you with all the slots at the moment where we sit with it right now. So Private Eye, as we heard yesterday, is Whitby and Werrett. Uh, overpass we just heard is the ATC slot with all those WA um, enthusiasts involved as well. Um, you've got Sunshine in Paris is Aquas. Giga Kick is James Harron. Think about it is Newgate and, and GPI. Trackside Media is I Wish I Win. The Star and Arrowfield have got Marzoo. So the ones that aren't locked in, as I said, I'll be shocked if Buenos Notches doesn't get in. He's the obvious selection, isn't he? In one of the fastest sectionals last weekend of the day, he was... Should have finished closer, if not of one. He was held up the early part of the straight and he was tardy away. But anyway, he's not there. So Godolphin, we're thinking, will go within secret. Coolmore, if Shinzo runs its heart out here, if not win, uh, you think might be their slot. So there's a little bit to play out. So Tab Corp, Tab, haven't announced theirs at this stage. Chris Waller, that's another one that's interesting. Um, if Shinzo doesn't get to the race, what do they do? Of course, Peter Ty, Noel Greenalch, a couple of Queenslanders involved. And I think Neville Morgan as well involved in that particular slot. So just repeating what we've got at the moment. In the field, Private Eye, Overpass, I Wish I Win, Think About It, Sunshine in Paris, Giga Kick, and also Marzoo.